good day and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, your host, and as always, I'm really glad that you have joined us. So many Metro Detroiters are, of course, still reeling from these catastrophic uh, storms and the flooding that they caused late last month, and they have left so much damage in so many places. There's one local official, though, whose job it is to oversee and maintain stormwater and sewage systems in Macomb County. And she is calling for an independent investigation to see whether, in addition to infrastructure failures, there was also human error at play in the flooding. Candace Miller is Public Works Commissioner from Macomb County and a former member of Congress. She's also a former Secretary of State here in the state of Michigan. She says there's reason to suspect that there's more to the story of how one pump on Detroit's east side failed to handle this massive storm surge. Candace Miller, welcome back to Detroit Today. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Happy to join you and uh, good uh, good subject to uh, talk about, that's for sure. It has impacted so many people in such a devastating way. Yeah. So so we've been talking a lot here on Detroit Today about the damage here in Detroit uh, on the east side. We've talked with a lot of folks in Gross Point about the things that they experienced. Uh, we haven't heard that much from folks in Macomb County. So I'd like to start with you telling us what happened in Macomb after these storms hit and and how things are going a few weeks later? Well, you haven't heard too much from Macomb because uh, we didn't really have much of that happen in Macomb, although mm-hmm. we did have uh, much of the same amount of rain. Not quite as much, I will say. Uh, parts of Detroit probably got uh, about two inches more than what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we had, you know, <laughs> a lot of rain, a lot of rain. And you know, our experience on that particular night when all this flooding occurred, uh, our our big pump station is at, at Nine Mile and Jefferson, uh, right by Fishbones there. It's called Chapaton, mm-hmm. and it services uh, St. Clair Shores and East Point uh, principally. So what happened that night, about 2.30 in the morning, my guys called and said, we have to turn on our emergency discharge. And I said, what is that? Honestly, I'm just telling you, I've been here almost five years. I didn't know what it was. Well, we had never used it since I've been here and almost never have used it. So hopefully it worked, but it did work. And so we were doing that because our guys told us, they said, listen, something has happened at Connor Creek. It's either offline. It's not working optimally. All of that flow uh, which we send down the Jefferson Pipe, is backing up. It's all backed up through the Jefferson-Chalmers area, through Detroit. Now it's backed up. It's backing up all through Gross Point. Uh, Kip Walby, who's the mayor of St. Clair Shores, uh, call, had called and said they were shutting their pump station right at Martyr and Jefferson mm. off and called us and said they had to do that because all this flow would not go down the Jefferson Pipe anymore. And uh, so we started this emergency discharging. Now, Stephen, we have three enormous pumps at this pump station. All of them were running. They were all uh, overheating, and so they were alarming. All the alarms were going off at each one of them. They, wow. they were overheating. The building was shaking. Uh, we have a huge manhole uh, cover right outside the uh, building there, which shot up into the air. So enormous pressures 
Anyway, it was a hellacious night, but guess what? Uh, St. Clair Shores, I mean, I'm not saying there were no basements that flooded, but there were just a handful. Nothing like what was experienced everywhere else. And if we hadn't done what we did, we would have had thousands of homes flooded. So um, hmm. we were, you know, very, uh, <laughs> thank you, Lord, <laughs> that uh, we got through it how we did. So when you say emergency discharge, is that that it just pumps the water into back out into the lake? Is that as opposed yes. to into the system? That's what was happening. Now, we were treating it. We made sure that we did treat it. So we heavily uh, chlorinate it so that there's uh, the E. coli counts, et cetera, are very, very low mm-hmm. meat standards. So we were treating it to the best of our ability. We were discharging and also using this um, emergency discharging. And much of it, of course, is stormwater anyway. It's, you know, but still, it's a, it's a combined system. So combined uh, storm and sewer. Right. And the older communities just like in Detroit, uh, Gross Point, et cetera, uh, in St. Clair Shores and East Point, they still have combined systems. And, uh, but we were treating, treating uh, this before we discharge it. But, I mean, that's your choice, right? You're right. either going to discharge it, treat it out into the lake, or it's going to fill up people's basements because right. it is going to go somewhere. Yeah. So, so uh, that leads us to talking about this, this failure at Connor Creek, which is – on East Jefferson here in Detroit, very important uh, pumping station for for storms like this. When when you know there are surges, uh, it it didn't do its job. I think that's that's the one thing everybody seems to agree on. Uh, but there's some disagreement now, about now, why. Yeah. Now they're just now they are agreeing. Uh, well, At right. First they were not. Right. That's right. Uh, there were some people who who were living in a little bit of a denial there uh-huh. about what was going on. But but they're still disagreement about why it didn't do its job and and what happened. Um, I, I would love for for you to talk about what leads you to believe we need an independent investigation into what happened on June 25th. Well, you know, Stephen, the very next day, uh, we started hearing, uh, you know, rumors, people calling, uh, telling us different things. And, you know, one thing about the street, the street talks. And the street was talking about, you know, uh, that they had they had pumps that weren't working properly to begin with, that they were only staffed for an inch and a half of rain, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that uh, they had a, a power outage, that they didn't have electricians uh, nearby, that they couldn't get electricians to the site to turn the pumps back on. Some pumps were working, some pumps were not. We heard the story about uh, there was a employees in a in a truck outside the gate of course where they had a power outage which by the way guess when you have power outages right during a storm mm-hmm. so you, you, i mean you got to think about backup generators why didn't the backup generators go on automatically you had to go in there and flip a circuit breaker uh, really i'm only surmising all of this i'm just telling you what i've heard so i don't really know uh, but we heard about this, you know, some people that were in there, as I was going to say, in their truck outside the, the gate that, that was an electric gate. So now the gate won't open, and they're sitting there. Well, run the darn truck through the gate, okay? Mm-hmm. Forget about the truck or the gate. Get the pumps on. I mean, <laughs> just, I, at least that was my reaction <laughs> to it all. But at any rate, we started hearing this. So I started saying, uh, and, and here's a very uh, important point. I'm talking about the Great Lakes Water Authority. Mm -hmm. They run those pumps. I am not talking about the Detroit Water and Sewer Department. 
Gary Brown does a great job running the Detroit Water and Sewer Department. I'm not talking about, he does not run the Connor, Connor Creek pump station. So let me just make sure that under, people understand that. So this is the Great Lakes Water Authority, of which Macomb County is a member. You're a member, right, yeah. Yes. My chief deputy, Brian Baker, is the Macomb representative appointed by Mark Hackle, our, our county executive. And, uh, you know, of course, we're talking, right? <laughs> I are going, what happened there? Well, you know, they had put a lot of money into it, millions of dollars, and was it, why wasn't it working? Was it working? Maybe that was the best we could do, but somehow it just didn't seem right. And uh, so I said, look, what we need to do is have an, an independent investigation. This was on Monday, I think I was saying this, mm-hmm. an independent investigation into the, what happened down there. I mean, independent, meaning no one that works for uh, the Great Lakes Water Authority or will ever work for it. You can't have Jesse James guarding a train. <laughs> you have to have an independent source. And um, anyway, that was met with some uh, uh, skepticism, I would say, yeah. uh, at a minimum. Uh, and we heard nothing from the Great Lakes Water Authority. It was crickets over there for days. Days went by. Mm. And uh, finally, uh, just on Friday, this past Friday, they did uh, agree that they would uh, recommend to their board of directors that there's an independent investigation uh, into the operational shortfalls there, Connor Creek, and also the uh, Frood uh, pump station, which is right next to it. Those uh-huh. two operate in tandem. Mm. So I think that's an important thing. Yeah. I mean, because... It's going to rain again. Let's just get real here, right? It will happen again, and whether it's climate change or whatever's happening. And there are things that we need to do, but one of them is certainly make sure that the pumps that we do have are operating properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had Great Lakes Water Authority CEO Sue McCormick on the show last Friday, and we talked about this. Uh, I, I want to listen to a little of what she said and then get your reaction to, to her explanation of this. We staff the Connor Creek pump station uh, during rain events like this and understand the, the rain event was predicted at one and a half inches. We staff the station in anticipation of a rain event. Uh, that's our standard protocol. Uh, we, when we had the situation at Fruit, we, one of the electricians that we had on site went to Fruit to make sure that we were doing the very best we could there. They returned to Connor when we had what we think may have been a house power failure issue. That was literally two minutes. And then the pumps were back on. Uh, so, you know, the, the question about staffing, what were the, was the facility appropriately staffed given the situation that was coming? Yes. Uh, were there staffing errors? Not that we are aware of at this point, but understand we are just as interested in understanding Everything that happened, the sequence of how it happened, whether we could have done anything better than we did, given the circumstances that we had. Uh, and in that event, we, we are planning on doing an after-event analysis, but we've also recommended an independent analysis be done by consultants who report directly to our board to see if there are things that could have been done better or that can be done better in the future. Mm. Okay, so after we we talked with her on uh, Friday, I, I believe is when they agreed later to this in, independent investigation that you're that you're now talking about. But you can hear right there that that sh- she doesn't believe that human error was part of part of the equation on 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 June twenty fifth. What's what's your reaction to that, Candace? Well, I believe it was. <laughs> I believe human error was. And uh, 
One thing that Sue said that I would agree with is that uh, we have to have an independent investigation. And I think that will show some, um, I think that will be very instructive as to what happened that night. And the reason that it is so important, first of all, uh, all of this devastation that has happened to so many thousands and thousands of people, which is just, it, it's beyond distressing. Um, if what she's saying is, essentially what Sue is saying is, that's the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. If that's the best that we can do, I guess we all need to know that and recognize that. I personally do not believe that. And I think we can do better by making sure that we uh, have this independent investigation so that we understand exactly what we need to do uh, uh, in the future, because it will happen again. And I think it would also be helpful for the board to think about perhaps an operational audit of the way that they're running these pump stations if they have incompetence there or are not managing them properly, then if that is what's happening, then they need to have a bit of a roadmap of how to operate them optimally because I do not believe that they were operated optimally that night. I think many mistakes were made. And I think if you played that clip that Sue just spoke of, too many people who are still mopping up their basements and trying to, uh, you know, (laughs) put more uh, debris and garbage out in front of their home, sure. uh, they'd probably tear their hair out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking with Candace Miller. She is the Macomb County Public Works Commissioner, also a former member of Congress and a former Michigan Secretary of State. We're talking about what happened on June 25th after these unbelievable storms dumped so much water on Metro Detroit in such a short time span that it just overwhelmed our infrastructure and caused massive, massive flooding, which caused all kinds of damage to people's homes, uh, to all kinds of public spaces. I mean, uh, we are still trying to bail out from the mess from all of that. We're talking about why. Uh, Candace Miller has called uh, for an independent investigation into what those failures were and why they happened. Uh, She also just said that uh, she believes we could do better. Uh, with the infrastructure that we have here in Southeast Michigan, if it was operated better. Uh, we want to hear from you as well during the conversation. Uh, give us a call. Tell us how you've been affected by all of this flooding in Metro Detroit. Uh, how you've been affected by these storms. Uh, yesterday, I saw more pictures on social media and on television of massive damage from from really powerful storms that seem to appear really quickly and do their damage very fast and very violently. Very different from the kind of weather that I can remember from when I was a kid here in the 1970s and 1980s. Uh, What do you make of these storms, this change in weather that we're seeing that uh, most people would say is due to climate change? uh, What should we be doing to better prepare ourselves uh, for the storms and uh, the aftermath. Also, let me know what you would be willing to do. What would you be willing to do in terms of maybe spending more money on infrastructure than we do right now uh, to prevent all this damage from happening? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook or to Twitter and put comments there, and we'll, uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation uh, that way. Uh, Candice, before we go to listeners, uh, I want to have you respond to something else that Sue McCormick said when she was here 
with us on Friday, she said that that to separate the sewage and storm systems across the region, which is something that we've all been talking about here in Southeast Michigan for some time, but we haven't really put together an earnest effort to do it. She said that the estimated cost is somewhere around $17 billion, uh, around $8 billion alone just to do it in the city of Detroit. Does that seem like the right number that we should be thinking about here? Or um, uh, do you think we could do it for less? I mean, that number surprised me because uh, for about 10 years, I've been saying and repeating a number that I had seen that, that talked about you know, uh, backlogged maintenance and upgrades to to the system that were somewhere in the two to two and a half billion dollar range. This is many multiples uh, of that, and and it was a number I hadn't heard before. So I, I just want to get your reaction as somebody who's part of the system uh, to 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 that assertion. You know, I don't want to get into a tit for tat with Sue McCormick, but I w- I will say this. Um, <laughs> That number surprised me as well. Um, I, there's two two ways that it, it, uh, Sue also said that this was a thousand year storm. First time I've ever heard that term used. A thousand years. So for a thousand years we've been recording storms. I mean, you sort of want to go, what? I think what is, she might have meant that? she might have meant hundred year, but <laughs> <laughs> she said a thousand. That's the more. I, that's the more. I have never term. heard that term ever used before. I thought, oh, now we're not just hundred years. Now it's a thousand years. Okay, <laughs> so whatever. Um, I will say that uh, I there's two ways to approach this. You have, I mean, the uh, so that we don't discharge into our magnificent Great Lakes and the Detroit River, et cetera. Right. The combined sewer overflows are uh, a common thing in many of the southern uh, communities, like I say, the southern communities in Macomb and the older communities. And, and that's really true across the country, probably, certainly uh, in our area, our region of the country. But uh, we do have to keep working at it. And, um, in, in, you know, we've, like in Mount Clemens, Mount Clemens is an older city, not a particularly rich city. They assessed themselves over 20 years, and they do, they separated their systems. Port Huron is an old uh, uh, system with a combined system, an old city, not a very uh, financially well-off city, and yet they did uh, they they've separated. So it can be done if you have the political will to do it. What we did in Macomb County, uh, we looked. We actually, and, and to tell you the truth, Stephen. That's really why I ran for this job, because mm-hmm. I kept thinking, we do not have to live this way. We just keep pushing it off to the next generation mm-hmm. because we, we can't do it. We have, let's, uh, let our grandchildren maybe do it. Uh, you know, so we all have to be good stewards of our, our environment. And what, we've, what we did is we costed out our two areas, uh, St. Clair Shores and East Point. It mm-hmm. was about $370 million, million to do those two cities. To separate the sewers. To separate the sewers. Then uh, what we did, instead of that, we developed a plan at our pump station for additional retention. So you either separate or you have additional retention. And with our retention uh, project, uh, which we were going to pay for ourselves, we weren't even asking the state for any money, um, the Whitmer administration, through the Eggle people, uh, denied us our permit. And we would have reduced our combined sewer overflows uh, over 70%. Mm. 
And every politician in Macomb County, Democrats, uh, Republicans, et cetera, we all agreed this is what we wanted to do, but still our permit was denied. So to say we were disappointed was an understatement. But, you know, I'm not going away. So we've gone back to the drawing board, and we've come up with another plan. Uh, we, we've done some things at our pump station, which has reduced the amount of discharge uh, that we do there, um, you know, 30 35%. We've got another plan on the books. Uh, it's going to cost us $17 million to store uh, and treat better uh, rather than discharging. That's going to cost, uh, as I say, about $17 million. That will hopefully do an, maybe another 20 or 25%. So we're going to keep chipping away at it. But, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't heard the $17 billion. Really, I don't. Hmm. I can't really comment on it because I, I don't know what numbers she's looking at. But I can only tell you what happened in Macomb. Hmm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation with Candace Miller, and we are going to get to your calls and social media comments. Chris in Detroit, Paul in Lincoln Park, uh, John and Jefferson Chalmers, we'll hear from you next. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today. I'm your host, Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Candace Miller, Macomb County Public Works Commissioner, also a former member of Congress and a former Michigan Secretary of State. We're talking about all these storms on June 25th, all the damage that they did and the way they overwhelmed the infrastructure here in southeast Michigan, which caused all kinds of of damage to people's homes uh, and to lots of public spaces. Uh, we want to hear from you during the conversation. Uh, tell us what you make of all of this. Uh, tell us what you're willing to do about all of this. How should we be going about better preparing for these kind of storms, which uh, no question are occurring with more frequency, and it does seem like they are arriving with more intensity. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll get to you that way. Let's start with Paul in Lincoln Park. Paul, what's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Steve. Good morning, Candace. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Miller, I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Candace uh, is fine. Thank you, Michael. Quick, uh, his, in the past, uh, in a number of cities, when we would have these heavy storm events, they would actually assign individuals to uh, pump stations. So if they tripped, they could reset them and continue the pumping. I'm just wondering if there's if these older stations have technology that allows that, or are we just so short of staff that uh, you know, with the changes that have been made, hmm. are we so short of staff that we're no longer able to assign people? to that you know, because we kind of plan for perfection instead of these big storms that are you know that that came through when i was a kid and also are coming through now yeah uh paul great question thanks so much for uh, calling and asking candace what's the answer there well again i'm not sure i i know all this i can answer uh, paul's question uh, properly i'm not the expert on the Connor creek pump station the mm -hmm. nuances of the electrical system and all of that down there 
which will what, but, but certainly he raises a, a point that I would comment. Do you have adequate staff? And if they have put uh, for a, a predicted rain event, and if, if they only saw a prediction for an inch and a half, I don't know what weather forecast they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was saying we could have, you know, two, three, four inches of rain. That, those are what I, I believe that we were looking at. So uh, anyway, but uh, so, you know, you, you have to staff up for that or have everybody on standby. Um, and then uh, in regards to the pumps, you know, you have to have redundancy in your system. You have to uh, make sure that you do have somebody there that can flip the switch on if the thing trips. Uh, and uh, I, but, I, but I have heard, and I'm not certain about this, but if they've put millions of dollars into that pump station, I had heard that uh, if that happened, they ought to trip themselves, mm-hmm. that they should go on automatically. So I'm not quite sure what happened there either. Uh, so I don't think I can answer Paul's question mm. properly, but uh, an independent investigation should be able to tell us those answers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, again, thanks very much for the call uh, and the question. Let's go to Chris in Detroit. Chris, welcome to the show. Good morning, Stephen. Hey. Good morning, Candace. How are you all today? Good, Chris. Good. Okay. So during the last storm, not this current storm, but the last major storm, my basement flooded six feet. I live on Detroit's west side. Oh, my goodness. And when it flooded six feet, I had cameras ran everywhere trying to figure out how the water got into my house. The way the water got into my house was because of the city, the city of Detroit's sewage system. The city of Detroit's sewage system is collapsed behind my house. Hmm. And I can't fix that. That's something that the city has to fix. I had everything, uh, everything replaced in it so that during this last storm, my basement flooded another two inches. So, so I'm like... So if the sewer is collapsed behind your house, I mean, that that's not uh, something that you would only notice during a storm, Chris. I mean, are you having are you having problems with drainage all the time? I, so I have I have I have problems with drainage on a regular basis, but nothing, nothing, nothing as severe as it happened last time, because when that happened, I, I invested in other systems to divert water. Mm, wow. Uh, Chris, uh, that that's a. Pretty, that is a pretty crazy story, um, and I would, uh, of course, encourage you to to contact DWSD, uh, you know, our water system here in Detroit, to tell them about that and and have them come out and and take a look. Uh, Candace, though, what what Chris is saying reminds me of you know a conversation you and I have been having for a long time about how much backlogged maintenance, how many delayed upgrades there are in the system. In all of Metro Detroit, I mean, it's probably worse in Detroit than in, than in other places, but we really are behind on taking care of the system that we have. Well, we are. You know, again, I've been here four and a half years or whatever as the Public Works Commissioner in Macomb County, and as you say, you and I have talked about the, the maintenance backlog that I walked into here. Right. Uh, because of negligence, quite frankly, and of course we had some corruption going on here too. But for whatever reason, this happened for decades. We all almost laugh here and say we feel like a startup company. <laughs> but uh, we have been doing, uh, and it really showed uh, after this heavy rain event, we've been doing extensive just regular drain cleanouts. I'm not talking about the sanitary sewer now, which is a whole other issue where we're doing a lot of rehab. But we've been doing all kinds of in our in our county drains, which run all over our county here, we've the underground old storm uh, sewers. We've um, televised them to make sure that they're in good shape. We've cleaned out a lot of sedimentation, so they have plenty of capacity when you have the heavy rain event. 
to carry away all of this uh, uh, rains. We've uh, our open drains that run all over the place in Macomb County, and and of course all our roadside ditches and our our neighborhoods and that all eventually go into these county drains. We've used excavators to clean them out, to muck them out. We've taken out tons and tons and tons of uh, debris, all mm. kinds of debris, whether it's, uh, you know, trees, of uh, you've got dams in there and all of that. And, you know, um, our drains were working pretty, we felt pretty good after this storm because, <laughs> again, we didn't have six, seven inches of rain, but we had four, I think, you know, in some areas maybe five. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had all of our drains were at capacity. But guess what? Within 24 hours, they'd pretty much discharged. So um, it, it, you, you do have to, it goes to the point, you have to have regular maintenance of the infrastructure that you currently have. And right. we have invested lots of money in infrastructure. Let's make sure that, we, that what we have is working optimally. We have to think about investing and investing wisely in infrastructure, um, and we also did have it, an incredible amount of rain. And I am not one of these climate change deniers. I mean, I think the climate always changes. If you don't believe it, ask the dinosaurs. <laughs> it, it's happening. Yeah. And so a lot more rain, the level of intensity is much more, I think. And uh, we have to do the best we can. Really, when we think strategically about investing, uh, not to get out of my lane, but let me just mention about MDOT, right, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all the expressways. Yeah. I've mentioned this to my legislators and said, look, all of the below-grade overpasses are in southeast Michigan. You don't have that up in Gaylord. They're all here. I mean, a few in Grand Rapids, but they're all here. And to have 26 pumps go out without backup generators, think about using some of the economic stimulus money to make sure MDOT has the pumps and the backups, uh, you know, redundancy to their systems that they need for these underpasses, you you can't have I ninety four shut down like that for a week or whatever it's been ten days. I mean, what is the economic, the the negative economics of that for the entire region? Sure. Come on, let's yeah. get smart here with where we're spending our money. Yeah, yeah. So so I've got a Twitter question from Greg. Uh, he says a few years ago the nine mile pumping station had major work done to it. What exactly was done? How much did that cost, and is that same thing possible with any or all of the other pumping stations uh, in the area? You, you referenced some of the work that, that you guys did at that nine-mile station uh, earlier in the conversation, Candace. We have done quite a bit of work down there, um, but we have, with all the work that we've done, we have not really increased uh, the capacity uh, because it's, you know, it's about a 30-million-gallon retention basin. Uh, interestingly enough, it hadn't really been cleaned out properly. Uh, so, you, had, you know, we had to take uh, uh, front-end loaders, et cetera, down into the basin and clean wow. out all the everything so that you have, pl- you have your optimal capacity. But we've done different things with how we treat our discharge to make sure that we're doing it properly so that there's, uh, there's not, uh, you know, it, that you're meeting the clean water standards. And at the same time, you don't want to kill fish, right, if you if – you, uh, chlorinate it too heavily. It's really a delicate balancing act. But we continue to improve there. In fact, we have on the drawing board right now, I told you we have three major pumps down there. We we need another one. We want to make sure that in the heavy uh, rain events, we don't flood our basements here in Macomb County. So we have a $33 million project on the boards right now to actually 
uh, put one more pump down there. So it's not cheap. I mean, that's a lot of money for, for uh, you know, sort of a small drainage district, if you will, St. Clair Shores and East Point. We're asking our uh, county and our state legislators to help us with some of the economic stimulus funds and if they pass an infrastructure bill because, you know, we need to be doing this. I'm, we're doing huge sewer rehabs uh, right now. You know, we had that big sinkhole on 15 Mile Road four years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a $30 million project going on just upstream of it uh, where the sinkhole was uh, a little bit uh, now to to rehab that sewer. I just let a contract for another $17 million project just a little bit uh, uh, down from where the sinkhole was. We're going to fix this stuff so we don't ever have another sinkhole again. And, uh, you know, here's the one thing I will say, not to ramble on here too much, but, you know, because it's underground or mm-hmm. these pump stations are not something everybody sees all the time, so it's sort of out of sight, out of mind, and then you forget about it. Let's go spend money on something else until you have an event like this, and all, right. all of a sudden you recognize you have to uh, educate the public about how important it is to make these investments. The politicians have to have the political will, and you know we have to do the best that we can. You can't fight Mother Nature all the time, but we we have to fight back a little bit and uh, do the best that we can. Yeah. Okay, uh, Candace Miller, Macomb County Public Works Commissioner. It's always great to talk with you, and uh, it's really great to have you here for this particular conversation. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks, Stephen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have a different kind of conversation. We're going to talk with Matt Haig, who is author of the newly released book, The Comfort Book, telling us about ways we can find comfort after the incredibly difficult year and a half we just had. Stay with us for more Detroit Today. 